0: Welcome back to 105.9, The Radiator, The Rocket Shop, with me, your host, Tom Proxon. With me now, it brings me great pleasure to welcome a good friend, Griffin Moyer. Hello.
1: Hello. How's it going?
0: I'm very well. Really, really excited you've uh, agreed to come on the show. Um, so appreciate you coming in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime.
0: Uh, we always like kicking it off with a song, so I uh, would like to introduce it and take it away.
1: Sure. Um, this one is called You Never Know.
2: Life's gonna leave. No, you never know when life's gonna leave. Well, I didn't know a mother let alone her at all, or the emptiness inside like a hospital hall. Did she find out from a caller, from the wetness of a father's sleep? Bones into the roots of the curling sycamore Yeah, I want something good to come from this thing that I call me So I hope that I get buried near a tree the darkness thing life's gonna leave.
0: Griffin Moyer there with You Never Know uh, Beautiful song Thank you um, Do you want to tell me a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, sure um, So I wrote that song Shoot, about a year ago now Man that's that's wild. Um, yeah, about a year ago, um, my girlfriend at the time, one of her coworkers, um, her mother died. Um, and I don't I don't know the whole story behind it, but you know, her my, my girlfriend's coworker, she was about my age, like early to mid-20s, and her mom was pretty young, like I think forties or forties or fifties, somewhere around there. And I, I never heard about what happened to her, but it just kind of threw me for a loop because she was supposed to be really healthy. Um, and it's like, man, that, you know, that kind of thing can just, can just kind of come out of nowhere. And um, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the kind of the, the thing that inspired it. And so the song is kind of like, oh, man, you never know when it's going to happen. And then kind of going down this train is like, well, what if it did happen? <laughs> Would I be happy with myself? Oh, man.
0: It seems like 3 a.m. talks to yourself. Yeah, yeah. just
1: like ruminations yeah. going on in your head for <laughs> way too long. Just
0: your brain just kind of just making sure that you uh, stay stay awake until your 7 a.m. alarm clock.
1: Yeah, yeah, love that. You don't need sleep. <laughs> no, you don't need <laughs> it's sleep. Well, it's I, unnecessary.
0: I, I, you turn it into something beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, Um, So tell me a little bit about Musical Journey. I mean, you and I know each other a little bit, so I know you used to be an Palaban, for instance, but um, oh, I'm pretty sure that's not... <laughs> Pretty sure that's not how it started. So you're a, a very accomplished guitar player, and um, tell me how that kind of ended manifesting into becoming a singer-songwriter.
1: Sure. Um, let's see. So I started off playing piano when I was like eight or something like that. My parents got me onto it, and it was fine. But then in seventh grade, I was like, "But Metallica's cool." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started. So I started playing electric guitar. And then somewhere in like eighth or ninth grade is when I f- found more um, like singer songwriter type music. And it came at a time when I think I really needed it. And so it just kind of stuck with me and I always liked it. And I didn't really write music for a long time. Like I did it kind of on and off um, and never really committed to it. And then it was maybe a, like a year or two ago that I was like, okay, I really want to start actually working, working towards this and, and playing more and writing more. Um, and then it was about a year ago that I was like, okay, I'm actually getting to a place where I like the stuff I'm writing. So it took a very long time to get there, but you know, everyone takes a different, different path.
0: And, uh, we were speaking a little bit, uh, bit prior to COVID just kind of after COVID hit. And you were mentioning that you'd, cause you, you live in, you live in Virginia now, you yep. used to live in Vermont. Um, and uh, you're mentioning you're starting to like play open mics and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, just just as COVID hit. So I was kind of a new emerging artist with all these great ideas and great these songs. How does it feel to you to kind of like have to like go into like third gear just as you're getting to like fourth?
1: Um. It, well, in, in short, it sucks. <laughs> I'll say that much. Um, yeah, because I don't know. It was I, I was finally getting out and playing original music for people. Like I was used to playing covers and stuff like that for my family and friends and just playing, playing music around with, with friends and stuff like that. Um, but this is the first time that I actually got up and started playing my own material and people were really liking it and it was giving me a lot of, I guess affirmation is the word for it. And it was really it was really inspiring um, to, to kind of get to that point and it was just kind of like fueling the fire like, oh man, this is great, I wanna keep writing stuff and keep going out and playing. And so then finally, of course, once I started getting comfortable, COVID hit, and then that <laughs> got shut down real quick. So, yeah.
0: But how, is that, is that helped at all with any, like, uh, songwriting or kind of a bit more introspection? Or is it, or is it kind of a case of, oh, God, I was so close, and then it's, it's kind of got, it's, it's now six months in the future rather than it, than it should be right now?
1: Well, it's given me a lot of time for songwriting. So that, you know, it has its ups and its downs, I guess. Like, I haven't been able to really perform that much, but I've t- gotten to take a lot of time for, writing and experimentation and trying not to care as much about like every single song. Cause I have all this time to write, you know, whatever. So not every song needs to be perfect by any means. So I don't know. Yeah, it's giving me a lot of space to think, I guess.
0: And how, and you've got you've got very intricate, clever lyrics that uh, involve like turns of phrases and simple lines or double meanings or triple meanings. Um, how do you kind of come up with these? Is it kind of a case of uh, of, of Gathering them as you kind of live or is it you kind of sit down and you think about it wholesale? Is it one song in one moment that kind of comes out
1: it just it just kind of comes out I don't I definitely don't think of like certain phrases and I'm like oh I could fit that somewhere like I could fit that around um, usually I just write a Very bad version of the song first Like most of them. I feel like most songs are probably even the best songs are probably terrible when they're first written And then you know you can you can edit it as much as you want to put in the interesting terms of phrases or or whatever you know.
0: Yeah. Um, So is it is it usually the melody and and the actual tune itself that you kind of get first and then it's 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 sticking the lyrics in after that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm
1: definitely a music first, lyrics later person because I kind of I need like somewhat of a rhythmic framework to fit something into, and I found that I can just kind of I can kind of communicate my feelings better through the actual music first so i'm like okay i'm feeling a certain way how am i feeling i can sit down with the guitar and then play something like okay that's probably about right i can fit you know i come up with a melody i can fit something to that and definitely kind of putting the words together for how i'm feeling is is more difficult so yeah
0: well i'd love to hear another song um would like to kind of tell us a little bit about it before or after
1: i I can do i can do before um this is a much faster song. It's called My Younger Days. And um, this is, I wrote this at a time when I I had a very boring day at work. I had a very boring day at work and I had a great dream about um, uh, my friend who's a farmer in Virginia I had a dream where he was teaching me how to um, grow various vegetables, which, of course, by dream logic means I have to put a strawberry in the ground and a watermelon comes out. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the basis for this.
0: Love it. All right, take it away. Yep.
2: Away. And I pretend that I'm content with each delirious numbing day And I pretend to laugh at all of the bullshit you say And yeah, my mind flew out the wind about an hour ago Well I know I should be thinking about my purpose in the world But I can't stop thinking about what I could be doing with a girl If we quit this tired life, let uncertainty unfurl no there's got to be someone Tar, a bed, a roof over my head And a variety of digital plots But each day they say The flow of time never stops It's just a tide, and it'll drag you out to sea So I've run the numbers once or twice And it works out pretty well If I eat nothing but eggs and beans and rice For a year or so I could be very well on my way To that glorious day where I leave this office still the bourgeoisie Well that night I dream That night I dream Yeah, just be on the fence There's a rickety house and friends And I found a little rip in the fabric of time and space Damn, you could teach me how to grow up
0: sounded like a a a moment in that song that it would be there was a band waiting to kind of come in Uh, have you ever thought about of getting a band together and and what would that sound like if you did
1: oh man i have no idea honestly for that for that song i have no idea um i have a couple other songs that um i've kind of thought of you know if i was to have more production to it what it would sound like and i'd want to do more like simplistic pretty much just like really easy drums on the snare with brushes and like very easy baseline, but that's about it and maybe like some keys, but that's about it and nothing nothing too complex. I I hadn't really thought about it for that song. What, what are you thinking? There
0: was a moment where where it was like a pause and it, it felt like a um. There's a city in color song, the girl where the oh, fir- yeah. first half of it is is you know man with acoustic guitar second half it comes it comes in heavier with a band mm-hmm. and it just triggered that that thought in my head that that song would be would work well in the same manner
1: but. yeah it's a lot of like big drums and horns and stuff is it um, i might have that completely no, wrong i don't
0: think no i'll have to play it to you a af- few afterwards but uh, i don't know just 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 something that kind of like crossed my mind um so you this is this is the first time you're being recorded properly right
1: yes that is very true so, I have nothing
0: out any <laughs> anywhere well we always like a big heavy world exclusive um, but um, obviously very talented and you've got a lot of songs so what's the plan for kind of getting in the studio um
1: I'm not quite sure I there, there's somebody that I know in um, the DC area who he's a producer and he said that he would help me record some stuff um, my good friend who I grew up playing music with who lives in Nashville, he has an album out and a lot of his friends are producers and so he's kind of offered the same thing. Um, and I've also you know, kind of messed around with the idea of recording myself and just doing kind of like a terrible quality recording type thing. I feel like everybody's first EP or album needs to just be terrible quality, right? <laughs>
0: oh, that's for sure. The, the amount of people I, I interview on this, this show that Either in your position or one album in or two albums in. And the f- after you interviewed them in the first album, was like, Oh yeah, no, it was great to do. It was fantastic. I needed to get it down. It was like a baby to me. But it was it was garbage. It was mm-hmm. rubbish. I, I learned all these terrible things, I need to, to do differently in the next album, and then you see them like an album or two later and and the the, the the production quality just gets exponentially better. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think everyone needs that first garbage album just to know what not to do.
1: Yeah, and definitely, maybe a year or two ago, when I first started really writing, I was thinking a lot about production and kind of how I'd want it to sound, and I was experimenting with recording and doing all these different things. But my songs really weren't that good. Not that I mean, not that they're good now, but like, <laughs> but I, I I kind of realized like I need to focus less on what it could sound like and what the actual, um, what the actual song is because you can take a, you know, you can take a terrible song and put a bunch of stuff on it and it's still a terrible song. So <laughs> I was I just been trying to work on the the writing aspect of it mostly.
0: Well, with that in mind, with the if you were to like sit down and do like a a. A record or even an album, would it have like a, a certain theme or a, um, a, a a streak it runs through it with like a common a common theme, or does everything you have is kind of like is it more scattered and uh, a little bit more eclectic?
1: Hmm. When you say common theme, do you mean like mute, like a theme musically it, or like lyric, lyrically, yeah, or content? You know,
0: do you feel like you have like common themes lyrically or musically that run through the music that you make? And would you then replicate that in an album, or are you more eclectic?
1: You know, I I don't really know because I I kind of feel like a lot of my songs are all over the place in in the terms of you know what they kind of sound like. But when I've played them for other people, they're like, no, that's you. Like that doesn't really sound like you're all over the place. It's very much, it's very much your style. So, I think I think the most important part is being. This is gonna sound super cheesy, but just like being like being honest and being true to kind of like what you are trying to put out. I feel like as long as you are being honest and in your lyrics, you're being emotionally, um, yeah, just honest. That that's really the only word I'm looking for. Um, that common thread will come out. In the sense that it's your you are making it
0: before before COVID hit and you got to go to a few bars and um, and play some of your original music. Um, did you find that playing it was di- liberating or difficult because you do had that kind of honesty in your lyrics and you are bearing your soul a little bit?
1: It was difficult at first, but once I was once I started doing it and then I was getting a good response to it. I was like, okay, maybe it's not that bad, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah it, it they're definitely also there are more songs that are that are difficult um, more difficult than others some songs I, some of my songs are much more vulnerable and much more like personal so those are the ones I kind of keep on the back burner yeah. <laughs> at least I, I was keeping them on the back burner when I was um, performing live for a while um but I got, I got those out and it, and it felt good to to get them out so
0: yeah and uh, and to a relatively sympathetic audience if it was like open mics and whatnot. So I'm guessing other musicians around and there to kind of talk about the the musicality of it.
1: Yeah. And especially the other thing is that open mic. I mean, you want to think that most people are are like listening really intently, but half of them are musicians who are um, just like thinking, overthinking their set and are really nervous about going on. And the other half are drunk. So they, they aren't really listening.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like, you know, you, you're bearing your soul and everything, but the chances of people actually like listening intently to every single line is, and then coming up to you to give you a hug afterwards might be <laughs> might be more than or less than one. Um, so, I mean, in terms of like the, what you like, what you like writing though, you, I mean, you you're more of a? Do, do you find yourself writing more of these kind of like happier, happy-go-lucky songs, or do you find yourself writing these more of, like, emotionally? naked kind of songs?
1: I definitely have a tendency to write more like emotionally naked, um, sad type songs. Um, That one, that last one that I played probably was not um, exactly representative of all of the type of stuff that I normally do. Um, I I definitely gravitate more towards writing sadder songs, but at some point it's like, dude, you, okay, come on. (laughs) Like nobody, nobody just wants to hear like a S like 10 songs straight in a row. They're like, Oh, someone left me. (laughs) You know, nobody, nobody wants that. So
0: I mean, some people do, but you don't want them as fans. Yeah.
1: So some people do, but you know, you gotta, you gotta mix it up for, um, for, for your sanity and for the audience's sanity, for sure.
0: For sure. Um, well, this would be usually the time where I ask you to kind of promote yourself and and ask you to tell us all your, your social media handles and whatnot, but you're kind of a bit bereft on that one.
1: Yeah, um, so let me promote myself. I have nothing out. Um, I don't, I have a Facebook, but I don't go on it. Um, <laughs> I have an Instagram. I do have an Instagram. It's um, Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N, I-N, underscore, has, underscore, bees. <laughs> Um, I don't have bees, and I've posted two things. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's a great, great, um, great account. You're gonna get a lot of content from it. <laughs>
0: don't don't turn up there for music news or uh, or bee, bee news. <laughs> yeah, not not the place. It's if, a bit misleading. If those are your two 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 interests, um, well, we got to that time for about one more song. So what have you got to play us out? Um,
1: yeah, I got one more. Um, I don't have a, I don't have a name for this one
0: yet. Oh yeah, do you you tell us a little bit about the song actually. Oh
1: okay. So if i if I mess this up, it's because I I just wrote this last night, so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I like the song a lot, so um, let's see, am I feeling high low we'll do low. Okay.
2: Restless, but falling asleep.
1: That's what I do when I forget the words.
2: (laughs)
0: Man,
1: I, was, I, I practiced it so many times out there. I'm like, I'm not going to forget that second line. I swear <laughs> I'm not. And, you know, there we go. L-
0: lo and behold, under the bright studio lights.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, this is another song that I did not write last night, so this will be good.
2: Sometimes I wonder if I feel too much.
0: Moya there with? I don't think you introduced a song. Um, overflow. Overflow. Well, we really appreciate you coming in, Griffin. Um, yeah. I've been wanting this to stab for a long time, so uh, the fact I could bully you into it, I was uh, I was pretty chuffed at.
1: No, you didn't have to bully me too much. <laughs> I was I was happy to do it. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. I really I really appreciate it.
0: No worries. Um, and big thank you to XO Aero for coming on earlier on. Uh, next week we have got Insider. Um, so. Check us out for that one. Uh, it will be the same time, same place, Wednesday at eight on 105.9 The Radiator. This has been the Rocket Shop. I've been your host on Proxer, and good night.